Yes. So um, today we, we are going to continue with spiritual gifts, and um, I would like to start with reading First Corinthians chapter 12. And I would like to tell you something very important. Um, I enjoy so much our prayer time and we pray for each other. Thank you for praying for each other. Thank you for taking it um, with all all hearts, not just pray lightly, but thank you for praying for each other with all hearts. And please continue to pray at your home. If you hear some prayer requests, do it at your home. So let it be your homework for rest of the week. So, First um, Corinthians chapter twelve, verse seven through verse uh, ten. But to each person is given the manifestation of the Ruach for the benefit of all. For to one is given through the Ruach a word of wisdom, to another a word of knowledge, according to the same Ruach, to another faith by the same Ruach, to another gifts of healings by the one Ruach, to another workings of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Thank you. So I would like to uh, make one more time, one more statement here. Verse seven. But to each person is given the manifestation of the Spirit. Um, I'm not sure, but do we have each one in this place or not? Who is this each one? What do you think? Sometimes you know I put in red each one. Sometimes we think that uh, there's supposed to be each one will do all this stuff <laughs> but we are uh, we are all the body and each one each one to every one of us is given the uh, gift of the spirit so there is no one superstar uh, super prophet or super apostle or super um, teacher who has all the fullness of gifts and he is performing his duty by uh, sharing his gifts with others for money and you know everybody's paying him and worshiping him and he's the super apostle over everyone there is no such a thing as the kingdom of God in the kingdom of God but to each person is given the manifestation of the spirit for the benefit of all let us say benefit of all I, I love it for the benefit of all and again we already talked about uh, word of wisdom, uh, word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healings, working of miracles, uh, and I, I really pray that it won't be just a teaching here, but it will be a tool for you, a help for you to to really learn how to move in the spirit of the Lord. It is so rich and so important, and all the prayers we had, all these prayers through all these weeks. They are so important. They are so anointed. The Lord is answering our prayer. So, today we will talk about uh, uh, prophecy to another prophecy. So, but before I would like to uh, ask one question. So, what is our response to the reality of the spiritual gifts? What's supposed to be our response? And it is in First Corinthians chapter 14, verse uh, 14. I'm sorry, verse 1. 31 and uh, yeah, verse 1 please pursue love and eagerly desire the spiritual gifts but especially that you may prophesy good so we are talking about prophecy today tonight yes and again pursue love 
and eagerly desire. And I, I know that some people, uh, let's say differently, from the <laughs> good perspective. We need to pursue love. It is something that needs to be pursued. And it is not easy to love. I mean, if somebody will tell me that it is easy to love, probably uh, everything is in, in front of him. <laughs> because love, it is pursued. We need to pursue love. We need to uh, pay attention. We need to make effort to love others. It is easy to love Derek. Not really, but... Um, <laughs> I think so. I think so. Uh, I wish everybody of us would be like Derek. No. Yeah, without beard, but you know, the quantity, the quality. He's a humble. He's a great man of God. Yes, the Lord. Yes. Glory to the Lord, and thank you for doing that. Very humble. Yeah. It's easy. But uh, <laughs> I wish everybody would be like Derek. And it doesn't say love Derek and only Derek. It says here pursue love. Which means uh, you will, s- will have situations when love is not easy. And probably love is what won't be your first response to the situation. Especially driving on 295. What do you think? No, I mean, it's, it's, it's easy situation. Uh, it's not so difficult to love people outside, believe me. We love them because they're there. <laughs> and at least they're there, we love them even more. It is, I mean, them they won't hurt you because they are there. The only people who can hurt you it is people who are close to you. And when you open your heart you are making a step of risk. When you are coming to the congregation you are risking. You're risking your privacy, your old wounds, your uh, things in your life that is not pretty. And it is your desire because you follow the Lord. It is your desire. You follow the Lord. And it says pursue love, which means you will have situations. And especially if you read First Corinthians, whole book of First Corinthians, you will find place, congregation full of spiritual gifts. They were full of gifts of healing, prophecies, but they had a lot of troubles. You know it. When they met together for Salat HaMashiach, they had beautiful feasts. When rich people ate everything, drink a lot, they were drunk. People who were poor, they sat at the corners of the congregation, were like looking at these beautiful cups of beautiful wine, and they were, they were upset. Or in other situations, you can go there in the marriage problems and the problems with the relationships between each other. They were, they were full of problems, and at the same time full of gifts, which is mystery of God. But what did I say? He's telling them pursue love, which is the most important thing, and then 
eagerly desire spiritual gifts. We can't flip-flop these things. Love always first. All the spiritual gifts are working only when there's love. If there's no love, spiritual gifts, it's a huge and disastrous weapon. It's a nuclear bomb. And very gifted people are very dangerous people when they don't have love. Yeah. True. Love, it is respect. You know love. I mean, I don't want to go there. What love is? It is a lot of things. Pursue love, at the same time, eagerly desire spiritual gifts. So, pursuing love doesn't mean that you don't want gifts. You want love. <laughs> there goes together. Love first, gives the second. This is the only right order. But especially that you may prophesy. So, it is Rabbi Shaul. It's not me, it's perfect. I'm not guilty in this. It's up to him, so all the questions to him. <laughs> he said. But especially that you may prophesy. So it is possible. It is there. It is available to us. And eagerly desire this gift. Because it is a blessing to all the body of Messiah. But in love. Let us say together in love. I had an experience in my life. I saw prof prof prophetic people who were, I mean, full of gifts. Oh, but, oh boy, you don't want to have him as your friend or your enemy. You don't want him completely in your life. <laughs> because nothing, only judgmental, only trouble, only, uh, you know, hatred, nothing else. I remember I talked, uh, I had discussion with one of the guys who were he is with the Lord right now he was the prophet uh, and he was very prophetic person very much and he, he shared his experience he said that the first years when the Lord showed him his gift and he was very strong and prophet prophecy very powerful man of God he said that first years of his ministry as the, somebody who raised was raised as a prophet he thought that his job as a prophet is to walk around and be angry always. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah, sure, you won't be afraid. And he, you know, he had this kind of uh, eyebrow like like Derek. So his look was already mean. It's not about Derek. It's about him. So he's he was already scary. You know, you don't need even him to be uh, angry. <laughs> but when he used his gift of prophecy, like poking in your eye, it was like. <laughs> and then he said that after years he understood that uh, uh, prophecy is not about hatred, it's not about pointing people of their problems, it is about helping people to get out of, your, of their problems. So, okay, thank you. Uh, again, I would like to remind pursue love. Pursue love. Anything else is secondary. Pursue love. I really want to have congregation full of love and gifts of the Spirit. But I don't want to have... I, 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 won't, I don't want to be in the First Corinthians. The congregation full of spiritual gifts and proud people. 
were so proud of their kids. Horrible. Love. The second place, First Corinthians 12, 31. But earnestly desire the greater gifts, and still I show you a far better way. Good. Earnestly desire. So first, eagerly desire. So the first, earnestly desire. Um, yeah, desire. It is not just be comfortable where you are. Desire is something more. Desire it's when you, you want something. And earnestly desire is when you really want something. And what I want to point you right, right now, right here, that it is comfortable to be, to be a, a believer. It's a comfortable thing. And to be a regular believer, it's, it's more comfortable. But this, uh, this attitude, earnestly desire, it is something that steps out of your comfort zone. You know? You have everything. You have the Lord. You have love. You have His mercy, forgiveness. But now, you are not satisfied. You want more. Earnestly desire. I mean, it's a huge problem for many people to step out of their comfort zone. So, the next place is 1 Corinthians 14.12. Likewise with you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, keep trying to excel for the building up of the community. Wow. Again, love. Zealously for spiritual gifts. Keep trying to excel, but for what? What the reason of these gifts? For the building up of the community. Here's the love, idea of love. Why do you want this gift? To be a prophet? Why do you want these problems in your life? So that you would be able to prophesy. With the gifts, there's also call. With the call, there's also responsibility. Why do you need all these troubles? Because you want to build a community. Why? Out of love. It's very important. To be zealous in Greek, to strive vigorously or passionately, to strive for it, to reach this goal, to pray. I mean, really, think about it. Um, expand your prayer time, just add this part in your prayer life. Just say to the Lord, Lord, I really want to move in your spirit. I really want your spiritual gifts. Just add this part to your prayer life. And even if you don't feel it right now, it will come to you. Because what you pray, you expect. What you expect, you activate the spiritual world. The Lord is moving where expectation is. So, the only one good foundation and motivation is agape. God's love. First Corinthians 13.2 The only one good foundation for spiritual gifts. I would like to remind you one more time. If I have the gift of prophecy and all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Well, so, the gift of prophecy. In the same chapter, the next chapter, Paul says, desire, vigorously desire this gift. And here he's saying, if you have gift of prophecy and know all mysteries, and all knowledge. I can't imagine to, to know such a person. I, I don't think I would like to know him. I don't think so. <laughs> Somebody who knows everything. I mean, 
Do you remember? Do you understand how how powerful it is to know everything about everyone? It is almost almighty person who, who can do whatever he wants to do. Have plus it's not all. Have faith <laughs> so as to remove mountings. So such a faith plus all the knowledge, which means that God in flesh, you know, person has everything. But have no love, I'm nothing. Nothing. So spiritual gifts are given to benefit the congregation and not to satisfy the personal ambitions of the believer. Please remember that. It is for body, for the congregation, not for person to be strong and, and, and important or famous or rich or anything like that. So, today we'll continue to talk about gifts of revelation. Uh, we talk already about word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discernment of spirits. Today we'll uh, talk about prophecy. So, and I briefly would like to remind us, word of wisdom, the word of wisdom is a supernatural revelation or understanding from the Holy Spirit, giving the believer divine wisdom of, on how to act in certain situations. Word of wisdom, you know something. The word of knowledge is the supernatural revelation by the Holy Spirit of special facts, present or future, about a person, group of people, or specific situation. It is when you know something. Word of wisdom, when you know how to do, how to apply your word of knowledge. The discernment of spirits is a supernatural penetration into the spiritual world. So the gift reveals the Holy Spirit or, or spirits behind an action message, situation, or person, and gives an understanding of any spirit's origin, nature, and activity. We talked about that too. So when people, when person can understand what's going on right now in the spiritual world, how to pray, what to do, how to act, to say yes or to say no in conflicted situation, to agree or to disagree, to pray this way or to withhold from the situation. It is very important. So, gift of prophecy. Prophecy, uh, also, prophecy, different kind of tongues and interpretation of tongues often appear together and have similar purposes in the body of the Messiah. They are the gifts of revelation. And you can see it here, they go together. Prophecy, another tongues, and um, um, interpretation of tongues. It is the same direction. And we will read it more in First Corinthians when Rabbi Shod explains how to use these gifts, how to move in these gifts. So the gift of, of prophecy is the sudden supernatural ability to speak by divine inspiration in the speaker's known language. You speak the word of the Lord towards the situation. You prophesy over them. You proclaim the word of Adonai. You release the power of the Lord through your prophecy, through these words. This is the prophetic gift. So this gift is not preaching or teaching. It's a different gift, supernatural gift. Inspired preaching and teaching do contain an element of prophecy. Yes, sure. Because when we pray, how to share, the Lord can give us the direction what to share, how to share. 
Because they are anointed by the Spirit, but they are not prophecy in its strict, strict, strictest sense in the Scriptures. There's a message, and there we, we see in the Scriptures there's prophecy, when somebody was moved by the Lord and released prophecy over people. Often an anointed preacher or teacher will say things by sudden inspiration he didn't, uh, that he didn't plan or saying, which could also be considered prophetic. Sometimes the Lord can use people who share or who pray, and he can intervene in the message or during the prayer he can release the prophetic gift and, you know, it will be a prophecy. But what I mean by that, teaching itself is not a prophecy. But prophecy is completely its gift, specific gift. So when we, when they when they think about the prophet, some people imagine a constantly gloomy and uh, angry person who repeatedly rebukes and calls to repentance the people around him. And some people, you know, I remember I had this idea in my you know in my life way before. The prophets are always mean people, you know. I shared about it guy. Uh, sometimes it is imagined like this. An angry older, elderly man gets up and shouts in a loud voice, Thus says the Lord! And then he's, uh, he just destroys everyone and denounces them for disobedience. And believe me, I, I, I was in such places of worship where I heard once said, Thus says the Lord, I'm not here. <laughs> I thought, okay, who is saying if he's not here? Thus says the Lord, I'm not here, okay? You know, even these stupid things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, okay, what are we doing in this place if he's not here? Let us go from here, you know? So, but what I want to say here, it's, it's just, I'm, I'm making joke because sometimes when we laugh, it's easier to receive these things in our lives. So, um, it's good to have fun from ourselves, but so it's good to laugh. <coughs> and so many believers have fear concerning the gift of prophecy because of these wrong understandings or um, due to uh, misconception about this gift or perhaps because of negative experiences after communicating with some people who call themselves that a prophet, but have very bad attitude or bad character or bad uh, will against you. Because of all of that, so many believers uh, have bad associa associations with it. When they heard about prophetic gifts, they're very afraid. And I understand you. We live in, in such a such days that you can hear so many prophetic voices out there. Yeah. Uh, you need only to go to YouTube or uh, Google <laughs> and just prophet and boom, there's people like, they're just, may the Lord bless all of them and all of us. As one Jew prayed, Lord bless the king and keep him far away from us. So, um, of course, the Lord will purify his congregation, understand me correctly, and rebuke sin. It is his business, he will do that. But he will never condemn his children and always show a way out of the situation. 
because he's always for us, not against us. If you look in the prophecies of old, Old Testament prophecies, uh, sometimes we, we, we like to see the harsh part of prophecies. I will, I, will, I will punish you, I will discipline you, but read all the prophecies. You will find there, but I will have mercy over you. But if you will return from your sin, I will be gracious to you. There is always the second part of mercy that leading people to the freedom, not to condemnation not to self-condemnation. So rebuke can definitely fall under the categories of both education or uh, exhortation. For example, the Lord's message to the seven churches in Asia, congregation in Asia, uh, in John's Revelation, indeed contained an element of rebuke, for sure. It was very harsh. But there was the cause, the problem. The Lord was clear with them why it happened to them. So let me read one of the most ex explicit defini definitions of the gift of prophecy. It is very important to know. It is First uh, Corinthians chapter 14, verse 31. I mean, if you know, if you want to know about prophecy, I believe this is the heart of prophetic gift. First Corinthians 14:31. For you can all prophesy one by one, with the result that all will learn something and all will be encouraged. Interesting. The purpose with the result that all will learn something, not be afraid of somebody, <laughs> not scattered, but learn something, and be encouraged. Let us say to get encouraged. encouraged. This is the gift. First Corinthians 14, verse 3. But someone prophesying is speaking to people, edifying, encouraging, and comforting them. Yes. But someone prophesying is speaking to people from the Lord. What is the main goal? Edifying, encouraging, and comforting. Three parts of the prophecy. Yes, thank you. Edifying the act of building. I will repeat myself. Edifying the act of building from Greek. I looked at Greek. A building, edification, or structuring. When the Lord is structuring us, building us, He is teaching us. The second, encouraging, means exhortation, encouragement, and comfort. And comforting means encouragement and comfort. So these three parts contain the explanation of the prophecy in the New Testament. So I, I put this very simple way for myself. It's easy for me when I put something very simple ideas. Prophecy awakens hope and gives courage. This is the result of prophecy. It is never kill your hope. It is awake your hope. And gives courage. This is the main goal of prophecy. Prophecy brings relief in grief or in the midst of trouble. And its action is similar to when I had a close, intimate conversation with the Lord. When the prophetic voice is there, you feel comfort, you feel love, you feel encouragement. Even if he rebukes you, you know what to do. Specifically when he rebukes you, you know what to do. 
He will never leave you like, I will punish you and it's your problem right now and I'm leaving. I'm not here anymore. And you're just, okay, what to do? I remember my uh, experience very briefly. Uh, it was many years ago in Odessa. We had guests uh, with very prophetic uh, direction in their lives. that were prophetic gifts in their lives. And I had difficult week, difficult time, you know, in life. I had a lot of stuff. So I was invited to be part of this meeting. And on the way there, I was kind of concerned. What will happen there? Will I survive or not? Who knows? Will they be merciful to me or will they be angry at me because they will know something that I, I did something? And I remember when I entered that room, the first feeling I had, feeling of deep peace, joy, and uh, acceptance. It's all. And all the time there, it was very encouraging time. The Lord, full of mercy, He knows my sins. But he also knows that I need him. I'm a sinner. He can show me the way out of it. And he did. It was beautiful. After that message, after that meeting, I was different than before. So, um, according to the Apostle Paul, Rabbi Shaul, and again, I'm, I'm happy it's not according to me, according to Paul. All the questions to him. These three parts are the ultimate goal of prophecy and are considered the principal characteristics of by which a true prophet can be seen. Person who brings restoration to people's life, not destruction. The gift of prophecy does not entitle a person to be called a prophet. Very important to know. You don't need to be called a prophet or to be a prophet to prophesy. It is very important to understand that you do not have to be a prophet to prophesy. It is not only the business of prophets. You can do that. Everyone can do that, according to the scriptures. Based on New Testament, every believer can prophesy, and not only can, but must desire and strive for this. This is why I said, desire to prophesy. Desire, pray to the Lord. So, very briefly, Acts chapter 2, verse 17 and verse 18. And it shall be in the last days, says Adonai, that I will pour out my ruach on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my slaves, male and female, I will pour out my ruach on in those days, and they shall prophesy. So, let us look at the categories for here. So, your sons... Boys, young men, daughters, women, girls. It's the first, uh, the second. Your young men, old men, also inclusive. Doesn't depend on age. Male and female. So there is no place. Nobody left out. Everybody is included. By age, by gender, by everything is there. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. Pursue love, however, keep on eagerly, eagerly seeking the things of the Spirit, and especially seek to be able to prophesy. Again, do that. It is for all of us. It, is, it was the message from Rabbi Shul to all of us. 
So what reaction to the prophecy should we have? 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 29 through verse 33. 1 Corinthians 14, 29 33. Let two or three prophets speak, while the others weigh what is said. And if something is revealed to a prophet who is sitting down, let the first one be silent. For you can all prophesy one by one, with the result that all will learn something, and all will be encouraged. Also, the prophet's spirits are under the prophet's control. For God is not a God of unruliness, but of shalom, as in all the congregations of God's people. So I don't believe in the uh, people who, who say that the Holy Spirit pushing them to destroy order in the place of God. It is not the Holy Spirit. It is not the Holy Spirit. If you can hold him, you need deliverance. <laughs> if something taken over you, uh, you need to be careful because the Holy Spirit says here, in order. The prophet's spirits are under the prophet's control. I mean, I love it. It is shalom in the congregation of God's people. Because I've seen a lot of destruction in my life, in my ministry. So many people I saw that they were like out of order. They're just rebuking everybody and everything because the Lord told them to do so. I don't think so. We need to be very, uh, again, remember, love is in charge. It's the first. Do you agree with me? Yes. I mean, sometimes the Lord can do something like push you, but again, it's not always. It says here, prophets, spirits are under the prophets' control. It's good. It's enough. First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19 through verse 22. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophetic messages, but test all things. Hold fast to what is good. Keep away from every kind of evil. So here's our response. If somebody or some, somebody gives prophecy, I don't speak about here, but anywhere. Conferences, places and other places. YouTube is the prophetic voice, the biggest prophetic voice for today. First, do not quench the spirit. We need to be careful not just to judge everything and everybody. He's not from the Lord. He's from the Lord. It's not up to, up to us to decide who will prophesy. You remember even the donkeys start saying those things. I mean, the Lord can use everybody, everybody, everything to speak to us. Do not quench the spirit. So it's first of all, be careful. Do not judge. The second, do not despise prophetic messages. Again, not be quick to judge. If it is prophetic, pay attention, listen carefully. At least listen carefully. But, but test all things, which is test. Look at the scriptures. Look at what happened, who's saying, what's going on around, what according to the Bible, what is the Spirit tells you in your heart. The Holy Spirit can tell you, no, -uh. go away, it's not here. Be careful with it. Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. Yes, it is from the Lord. I'm receiving it. Keep away from every kind of evil. No, I don't receive it. It's not from the Lord. It's obviously not from the Lord. 
we need not to be naive or afraid, but test prophets and prophecies, because it is our task from the Lord. So, sometimes people are afraid. What if I will judge somebody? What if I will think about it? What if the Lord will be angry at me? No, the Lord will be angry at us if we won't judge things. <laughs> if we will accept everything. Be careful with it. Uh, we need to think about it. We need to speak about things. We need to decide what is right, what is wrong. Prophecies can never go against the Bible. Never. And therefore, we must always compare them with it. Always compare prophecies with the scriptures. Always. It is the best thing to do. First, Galatians chapter 1, verse 8. But even if we, or an angel from heaven, should announce any good news to you other than what we have proclaimed to you, let that person be cursed. Well, so even if an angel from the heaven will say something that uh, goes uh, against the scriptures, don't accept it. Don't receive it. Don't trust it. Really, it's not the Lord. doesn't matter what you feel. How strong is is this man or person? It's not important. Another simple but essential difference between the true prophecy and false prophecy is that the word from God is always fulfilled. It's so simple, but looks like some prophetic people need to read this place. Because it's so easy. I mean, the word of the Lord always fulfilled. So when a person calls himself a prophet, but his words are not fulfilled, he is a false prophet. We don't need to hate him or curse him, but we don't need to hear his voice. Don't listen to false prophets. And that's a huge problem in the body of the Messiah. Huge problem. Because of these people who call themselves prophets, so many true prophets are not able to deliver the word of the Lord. Because people of God sometimes are afraid or suspicious to everyone, everything. Don't, don't trust the Lord, don't trust others. And this is the problem. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 18, uh, 22. When a prophet speaks in Adonai's name and the word does not happen or come true, that is a word that Adonai has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. Do not be afraid of him. Yeah, so it's, don't be afraid. doesn't matter how powerful he is. Don't receive it. Another way to tell a true prophet from a false one is to look at his fruits and teachings. Yeah, please. The manifestation of a supernatural gift is not enough to believe and follow such a person. And again, I told you in the beginning, the biggest problem it is the gifted person with the bad character. It's the it's biggest problem. Not gifted person. Everybody looked at him. What, what to do? Poor guy. <laughs> Poor girl. But when person is gifted and charismatic and, and have, if he has wrong motivation and bad character, he is the trouble. People like to follow the strong leaders. But this is the very important thing to look at the fruits of such a person. So, Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 2. Suppose a prophet or dreamer of dreams rises up among you and gives you a sign or wonder. And the sign or wonder he spoke to you comes true while saying, let's follow... 
comes true, which means he received prophecy from the Lord. He can hear the Lord. Balaam, do you remember this story of Balaam? He heard the Lord. It wasn't the demon. It says there, the Lord came to him. But he was false, not because he didn't hear the Lord. His motivation, his heart was wrong. He wanted money, he wanted position. And he used the right gift of the Lord to gain something. This is the huge problem. Yes, please. While saying, let's follow other gods that you have not known, and let's serve them, you must not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for Adonai your God is testing you to find out whether you love Adonai your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Yes. Um, just simple. Look at his life. If his life a mess, be careful to listen to him. Maybe he's right. But you know, when he's 90% right and 10% wrong, it could be very difficult at the end of the situation. Or if his teaching is wrong, if he, does not de uh, he denies Yeshua as the Lord, don't follow him, you know it's a false prophet. So think about it. In the old covenant days, the prophet had, had their students uh, who learned to prophesy. The most important thing is to learn to hear the voice of the Lord and understand him. And, you know, I really believe all of us will hear the word of the Lord. All of us. We hear the voice of the Lord. The thing is, sometimes we don't recognize his voice. This is the thing. So he speaks to us. But sometimes we can hear him. Sometimes we are not careful to hear him. Sometimes we think it's us. Sometimes we think it is, you know, situation or intuition or something like that. So it takes time to learn how to hear the voice of the Lord, to trust him, to, 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 to be able to humble them ourselves and to listen to the voice of the Lord. Uh, there are many ways to do this. Uh, I don't want to go deeply because uh, we don't have a lot of time, but study the scriptures. It's one of the things. I mean, always. Bible is the foundation of everything. Bible, Bible, Bible. Scriptures. Always the Bible. Always the Bible. Spend time in prayer and meditation. Not only to uh, say, speaking to the Lord, like saying something to Him, but meditation means just uh, quiet time with the Lord. You read the scriptures, just sit there in presence of the Lord. Just say, Lord, what do you want to say to me? Think, look around, pray, pray for somebody, and maybe the Lord will deliver the message for him in his life. Be quiet in, the God's, in God's presence, and also, very important, practice worship. Worship is the good way to learn how to prophesy. If you read carefully the Old Testament days, you will see the prophets were always... Um, in the worshipful atmosphere. Worship is, is, you build, I love this, I once I heard this idea, it's not biblical, but I, I, I like this idea. When you worship, you build a throne in your own soul for the Lord. You build a throne in your own mind, in your own spirit. You invite Him. You say, Lord, please come, I worship you. Do whatever you want to do. This is why worship is so powerful. It opens the door for the Lord to come. So, um, I give, 
I want to give an example of how we can learn to prophesy. And I specifically choose this one because uh, the guy who learned to prophesy, he wasn't a good character in the scriptures, but even he could learn by doing things. Even he, if he could, you can do it much easier than he. First Samuel chapter 10, verse 5 and later. After that, you will arrive... I'm sorry, it is, uh, it is to... Um, Shaul, yes, Saul, Saul, King Shaul, yes, Saul, Saul. Thank you very much. This English, I mean, Shaul, in English it's Saul, Shaul, King Shaul. Okay. First Samuel, ten, verse five. It is Samuel gives prophecy to Saul. To Shaul, and he's saying to him, "Go there, and you will see things." Okay. After that, you will arrive at the hill of God, where the garrison of the Philistines is. It will come about as soon as you enter the town that you will meet a band of prophets coming down from the high place, preceded by a harp, a tambourine, and a flute, and they will be pro- prophesying. Then the ruach of Adonai will seize you, and you will prophesy with them. You will turn into another man. Wow. And we need to continue, please. Um, mm-hmm. So, first uh, Samuel, chapter ten. It's five. I'm sorry. Ten verse yeah. okay, so six and later. What happened? Was and now, okay. verse seven. When these signs come over you, just do whatever you feel like doing, because God is with you. Then you are to go down ahead of me to. Gilgal, and there I will come down to you to offer burnt offerings and present sacrifices as peace offerings. Wait there seven days until I come to you and tell you what to do. As it happened, as soon as he had had turned his back to leave uh, Samuel, God gave him another heart, and all those signs took place that day. When they arrived at the hill, and there in front of him was a group of prophets, the Spirit of God fell on him, and he prophesied along with them. When those who knew him from before saw him there prophesying with the prophets, they asked each other, What's happened to Kish's son? Is Shaul a prophet too? <laughs> Someone in the crowd answered, Must prophets' fathers be special? So it became an expression, Is Saul a prophet too? <laughs> Even he could learn how to hear the voice of the Lord. So, very brief explanation here. You will meet the band of prophets. Like musical band. Band of prophets. Really, they were musical band. They were worshipping. Preceded by a harp, tambourine and flute. And they will be prophesying. So, worship is the very good, good way to enter the prophetic realm. So, let me stop here and we will have time of uh, prayers. But before I would, thank you so much, Derek. I would like to uh, tell you again, how does it manifest in your life? Sometimes in a voice, sometimes voice in your heart, in your head, vision, understanding. All of these things can be, uh, can be used by the Lord to speak to us and through us to other people. So let me pray for you and then we'll pray for each other. Yeah? Is it okay? So welcome. I would like to welcome you to come forward. I would like to anoint you with the oil.
music here. So Lord, thank you so much for your presence, Lord. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy, Lord. Thank you for your anointing, Lord, in the name of Yeshua. We thank you for uh, for your presence in this place. And Lord, we ask that you will release your uh, your anointing, Lord, in our lives. That you will release your spirit, Lord, in our lives, Lord, in the name of Yeshua. Lord, we pray and we ask time after time, Lord. Every time we ask, Lord, fill us with your spirit. And Lord, ask that you will release your prophetic anointing in our midst, Lord. That our congregation will be able to to grow together in prophecy, Lord, to support each other, Lord, to build one another, Lord, in your prophecy, Lord. We ask in the name of Yeshua the Messiah.